Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Hub, where uh, just the incredible always seems to happen uh, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Uh, my name is Angel Rocha, uh, lead elder for uh, The Hub Ministries out of Tracy, California. And I just wanted to just open my heart and just uh, kind of go over some stuff here. Uh, just a thought. And just talking about the new man in Christ, uh, who we are in Christ, uh, what he's done in us. And a lot of the times, you know, in Christianity, we have this thought process to constantly talk about, about God, which obviously in Christianity, um, or just biblical, biblical understanding is an extremely important topic, talking about God, understanding God and all those things. But what we fail to do as leaders is we fail to teach believers who we are, what has happened to us, what transpired. I know we talk about God, but what, what is God saying to us? In reality, you know, the, all of the scriptures is, is a story, is a narrative story about the relationship and, and reestablishment of that relationship between a loving father and a distant son. And, God is a perfect God. God is a kind God. God is a good father uh, as far as kind in his reactions, patient in his temperance, uh, polite in his manner, holy in his character. Um, everything that we would want as a good parent. And he, and yet he still had some pretty rebellious kids. And, and so I just want to pose the thought to anyone any believer that's out there, as you're reading the scriptures, a lot of the time we try to uh, focus so much on who's God and the study of God. And I'm trust me, I'm not denying those truths. Those truths are actually fundamental. They're absolutely important. But I want to get to the point of what God was trying to do. And God was not trying to tell, trying to describe himself in the new covenant. Or let's, let me let me trace back here. In the Old Testament, it talks about God, and, and my kids ask me this. My kids are teenagers, and they're trying to sort through their faith and trying to sort through what makes sense. and And they ask me a question that I've been thinking about for it's been probably about two days now. And they said, "God," they, they said, "Dad, how come God showed Himself uh, in the open so much more, and it's like He's shy when it comes to the New Testament." So he was not shy in the Old Testament, but he's shy in the New Testament. And I asked him, I said, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, like, for instance, he showed his power to the Egyptians and Pharaoh. Um, you know, the fire being called down from heaven by the prophet Elijah. Um, you know, the, the obviously all of the, the plagues and the Red Sea being parted and all of the stories of the Old Testament where God did these just crazy stuff with the lives in the, in the lives of the prophets. And he said, how come in the New Testament, it's kind of like he's shy and hiding. And you know, that really got me thinking, and I'm, I'm not even saying that I have the full, uh, the full thought process to that yet, but it got me thinking as a dad. It got me thinking as just a Christian as I go out and minister and talk to people and at the grocery store or at whatever gas station, 
And I thought, if my sons are thinking this, who grew up in the church, who've seen mom and dad witnessing, ministering in open areas, wherever we go, in church services, in street corners, whatever. And if my kids are still having that question, how much more is somebody else just the average person who didn't have that privilege? And and it really made me think. And I was just going, that, that's a really solid question. That people deserve a solid answer. And you know, in, in the in the in the distant perspective without understanding, that is how it looks. It looks like God is very open in the Old Testament and very shy and bashful in the new. And without going into the theological part of it, I will say this to the Christians, um, to you, to me, to all of us. I've been doing ministry 20-something years, so I'm not, not, I'm not, not guilty of this. I'm guilty as well as anybody else. Man, we've done a really bad uh, representation of what God looks like. And we have taught that we're waiting for God to speak or waiting for revival to happen, waiting for, you know, all these different um, things to take place. And in reality, you know, we're not waiting. It, it, we're, we're not waiting for God. God, bring us revival. God, bring us healing, heal this person, please, please, God, God, please. And we, we have brought Christianity to a beggar's point of, to a beggar's point. And the perspective has become, we've done everything we needed to do. Why isn't God showing up? And man, that is such a really, really wrong way to understand scripture understand the work of the Holy Spirit, understand the work of the cross. Because in reality, Paul's message of the New Testament is the revelation of what was hidden in the Old Testament. That what it looks like when God was actually open, God actually was only operating through a shadow. It is basic Christianity. If you've been there for a while, you understand the shadows and types and the temple and, and the sacrifices compared to Jesus dying on the cross and so forth. But in those types and in those shadows, life was, how would I say it? If I could put it like this, all of creation was created through a, a, a prism. And in that prism comes the light of Jesus in all of creation, even though we don't understand what that light means. Because in the very beginning of creation, we didn't quite understand it. Oh, that's that's what it looks like. It looks like Jesus. And through our lack of understanding, God had to use it as use teachers to help us and schoolmasters and all these different things and but what we were seeing was the, the the likeness and the image or the shadow of Jesus that was coming. And then when Jesus came, it put the reality to the shadow and that we no longer embrace the shadow. It'd be weird for me to hug, try to hug my kid's shadow and be enamored with my kid's shadow when he's standing right in front of me in person. And so what happens is when he came in person, it was the fullness of him and he came 
to give us the new covenant and the new testament. The, the new covenant is the contract. The new testament is the 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 will and testament. When somebody passes away and their will and testament, the covenant is the will. What he left behind is the testament. And Paul addresses from Romans forward what the testament is, meaning what was left behind for the family to inherit. And that you and I were left behind in God's will and testament everything that Jesus was. It says that we are co-heirs with him. But there was a lot of things that he couldn't tell us back then, and Paul's gospel couldn't address it. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, the the, the Old Testament couldn't address it. But it was Paul, it, it was Jesus that said in John 16, 12 through 14, he says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall speak of he shall not speak of himself, but whoever he shall hear that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and he shall show it unto you. That's the King James Version. Jesus basically said, there's some things, guys, listen, I know I made some things clear, more clear. But there's some things that still I can't say to you yet. Why? Because I haven't died, and I haven't resurrected. And the Holy Spirit is not on the earth yet. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to reveal these things to you and he's going to show you. And when he shows you, you're going to understand. And I'm going to send these things to you and they're going to guide you into all truth. And so Paul later receives that gospel. Paul's gospel is what he calls it. And it was a thing that Jesus wasn't able to, to say. And I would say it like this, Paul, Paul's gospel of the New Testament, New Covenant, the will and testament is the continuation of Jesus's teachings. And Paul spends a little bit of time describing God. But to be honest with you, Paul spends more time describing us. And I think this is the problem with Christianity. Is we read the New Testament like where's Waldo? Trying to find Jesus. And then we say things like, well, I guess God is mysterious. You know, God's will is a mystery. And that none of that's true. There is no mystery anymore. That mystery was revealed, which was Christ. God is not hiding anything from us. Because if he would, if he would give us Jesus, what, what else would he not give us? God's not trying to make the head, make, make us think with our head. And not with the spirit. He's saying, I, "I'm when the when 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 the Holy Spirit comes, He's going to show you all truth." The problem is, as the church, we haven't embraced truth. We haven't understood it. So many, many Christian leaders can't teach it. And Jesus said to make disciples. And see, I it doesn't make sense to me. How can we make disciples if everything is a mystery? Because what is it that we're going to teach? We're going to teach our assumptions and hope that we're right. Because if truth can't be revealed and if truth can't be something solid and if truth can't be something that I can teach you, then discipleship just doesn't make any sense. 
And my point in saying all of that, when my sons were saying, how come God's bashful? And my response to my boys were, son, it's not that God's bashful. God has given us the truth of the message of the gospel through the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the will of God is the same will that Jesus performed. It's not God that's being bashful. He said believers aren't stepping out to being bold. And I just want to challenge you, if you're listening to this, and you'll see, you'll hear other podcasts that are coming, and we're going to talk about the work of the Holy Spirit in us, our purpose, what we're supposed to do. And see, our purpose is not in what we do. Our purpose is in who we are. Who we are is sons. We are co-heirs, co-laborers with him in Christ. And until we embrace that reality, or better said, until we embrace that responsibility of royalty within the kingdom, we're never going to do anything because everything we operate from is then from a human perspective and it's fearful. And like I tell our church, I, you know, I'll tell House of Rest and Modesto and I'll tell the hub. See, a lot of Christians talk about God, but very few know that they have the right to speak for God. Because it would be the same thing as if I, my parents passed away. It would be the exact same thing of me speaking for my parents as they passed away and saying, this is the, the heritage and the legacy and the benefits of what they left behind. And all I am doing is just reiterating what it is that they left. I'm not putting words in their mouth. I'm just telling you what they said. And the problem is that too many Christians feel that they cannot speak on God's behalf when that is the new covenant. That is the new birth. That is what it is to be a son and a co-heir and a laborer and a co-laborer with him. That you and I have the right. Matter of fact, he's given us the authority to speak on his behalf. Jesus did not come to tell us about God. Jesus came to show us the will of the Father. He came to speak on God's behalf. He was God's spokesman. And in 1 John, a wonderful scripture says, as he is as he is in this world, so are we. We are the representations of the message of Jesus Christ and the message of God to this earth. And if anybody is bashful and if anybody is hiding, it is not the Holy Spirit working through us. It is us. So I call us, I call us out to no, no, to no longer be embarrassed and bashful, but to understand that you and I have the mind of Christ. What is there to be bashful for when he lives within us? Stop waiting for him to show up and start understanding that you and I are the habitation of God, habitation place of Christ. We are the habitation place of the Holy Spirit. As he dwells in you, then let your thoughts be his thoughts and his thoughts your thoughts. And if you're saying here, I can't tell God's thoughts from my thoughts, brother and sister, I hope it gets harder and harder for you to tell. And I hope it gets more difficult for you to decipher whose thoughts they are. And embrace the realities of the new birth. That you are now a new creation in Christ and old things have passed away and behold all things have become new. So we love you. We thank you.
Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, continue listening to our podcast, our YouTube channel, The Hub. Um, and just we want to be a blessing to you and just offer this out to you. Any training, teaching, our thoughts. Um, if you have any questions, you need somebody, you have a family member or you yourself are sick in body or you need healing, you need healing of the emotions of the heart of the body and you're in pain, please feel free. Check us out call us. You can email us at he is the hub at gmail.com, or you can give us a call at 209-691-0556. That's he is the hub at gmail.com or 209-691-0556. Or you can message us, directly, message us directly from this podcast. And so we love you. We thank you for listening. From here at The Hub and Tracy, Jesus is The Hub. He is amazing. We love you guys in Jesus' name.